The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you on Super Talk Radio. It's our pleasure to be with you on the Advisors Roundtable. Bubba, you ever given any advice and somebody look across the table at you with this look on their face that says, are you crazy? Yeah. Huh? I've done that a time or two. You know, or seen uh, it a time or two. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe sometimes, especially if you mm-hmm. look at, at from the planning perspective, a perspective where you're thinking about not just today, yeah. but a year or two or three or five years or a mm-hmm. generation down the road, yeah. and you suggest maybe we need to pay a little tax. Mm-hmm. What? I, I had a uh, uh, a couple in yesterday, clients, longtime clients, uh, wonderful folks, delightful to be around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've talked about this in years past, but um, I I spoke to these individuals yesterday and I said, look, I'm okay with the cash balance that you have at the bank. Mm -hmm. And and it makes you feel good to have that. However, it's only going to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. Because you're savers. Because you're savers. They can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. That's that's their makeup. That's that's how they do it, right? It's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and I said, I'm okay with this cash balance as long as you make a promise to me. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, what is it? I said, Christmas time this year, you need to make gifts to your children and grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And you need to plan a really good vacation for yourselves because you normally like to travel and you haven't mm-hmm. been able to with all the Corona mm-hmm. virus and that sort of thing. So plan you a good vacation and blow it out. Mm-hmm. And they kind of looked at me like, really? <laughs> is, that's okay. Yeah. Even though I got $100,000 in my checking account, right. I'm mm-hmm. still worried because mm-hmm. it's just who I am. Right. So on that end of the spectrum, you have people who are just savers and they can't mm-hmm. help themselves and it's been ingrained in them and they, they've they done well and yeah. they, they sleep at night. And I, I can't tell you how many times I have, have clients call up and, and ask me, and I guess they're wanting, wanting permission to do something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I say, well, you, you know, you're worth a couple million dollars. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I think you can afford yeah. a new lawnmower. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so you got people on that end of the spectrum. You got people on the other end of the spectrum mm-hmm. that they've never saved a dime. Right. That's just not in their nature. Uh, maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. exemplified to them at home, but they weren't exposed to it early or they're just one of those mm-hmm. live for today kind of people. Yeah. And you're trying to talk to them about saving. So 20 minutes ago, you were in a meeting with this other couple mm-hmm. where you're almost begging them to spend a little and enjoy a little. Right. And then you're, you, do you ever feel schizophrenic? I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it, it could be as, as quickly as 10 minutes later, I'm in with another client. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, look, you know, if you could just start with $10 a week, <laughs> please, please put it somewhere. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or have you ever looked at the mm-hmm. interest rate you're paying on this credit card? Right. Right. Huh? 
Because and and I don't mean ten dollars from the standpoint that they don't have enough income to support that. Uh-huh. In many cases, you know, they've got a hundred thousand dollars plus uh, in income, in income, but no savings, no savings. That's right. Uh-huh. That can creep up on you. It can. You know, if, first of all, if you weren't a saver to begin with, uh-huh. and and then you know you got out of college and you got your first thirty five thousand uh-huh. dollars a year job, and you spent. $35,000 and 10 years later, you're making $60,000 and yeah. you're spending $60,000. Another conversation that I had last week mm-hmm. with a, um, a new student about to go off to college, mm-hmm. uh, came in and had uh, his initial meeting with us, that sort of thing. And I said, look, you know, you're going to graduate college and you're going to have a certain salary when you graduate. Mm-hmm. Promise me that you won't run out and buy a brand new car and have an eight hundred dollar a month car payment. Mm-hmm. You know, the week after you get that new job, mm-hmm. put it off a while, mm-hmm. please. Yeah, but for some people that's natural. Mm-hmm. They're on the one side of the scale. For other people, that sounds like pulling teeth, Bubba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're restricting me. Don't you want me to have fun? Well, and I had to explain it to him this way. Um, you know. Many times a, a student who's just now graduating or somebody younger is, is maybe looking at their parents, right? Mm-hmm. And their parents have a 30-year head start on them. That's a great point. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you think, hey, I'm going to graduate yeah. college and mm-hmm. I'm going to be in a 3,000-square-foot house. Right. You know how much that cost? It, quite a bit. <laughs> and it took mom and dad 30 years to get mm-hmm. it. And uh, you want to drive that car? You know how much that car cost? Right. Here's another question. How much does the tag mm-hmm. on that car cost and the insurance yeah. for that car cost and the upkeep? Well, you, you can worry about that later. Right? I'll tell you. And this is Many nothing. times you can roll that into your financing. Oh, many times people right. do. That's yeah. the reason they're upside down the moment they step off the, That's the right. lot. But um, I remember the, the first time I, I, I bought, and I'm going to use the the the, uh, the brand name, I, I bought a, an Acura. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome car. My daughter's still driving it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, but you ever had that thing serviced? Huh? <laughs> it's not cheap. It ain't cheap. You know, you pull up to the Acura dealership, and they do treat you like a king. You know, yeah. they come running out there, and somebody hands you an ice water, and they mm-hmm. got a granola bar and a special place in there where the air conditioning is running really well, and they got five or six mm-hmm. televisions on, and they instantly give you the Wi-Fi password. Yeah. Man, you feel like, you know, you are at the Ritz. Mm-hmm. And then they take your car, and it disappears. Yeah. And then $1,400 later... Right. <laughs> <laughs> they come back in and say, Mr. Cooley. Well, I've likened uh, cars like this. So an Acura, I would say, is is much like a supercomputer with a motor and mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. cockpit That's exactly attached what to it. it. That's it. Right? Yeah, because when you first got in it, you said, what is this, a spaceship? Right. Mm-hmm. Right? So you're right. Look it's at a, all the buttons everywhere. Yeah, and it is a computer. Now, a Tesla, on mm-hmm. the other hand... Mm-hmm. Really cool, mm-hmm. um, but if you think of a Tesla in, in that in that sense, mm-hmm. a Tesla is really more of an app yeah. with a motor attached to it. Yeah, that's right. Because Teslas update and have mm-hmm. uh, you know periodic updates to their application software, that sort of thing, and they're constantly yeah. upgrading them, all that kind of thing. Yeah, that's that that's a great way to put it. Yeah. One of them's a computer, 
with wheels yeah. and one of them's an app mm-hmm. with wheels. And if you're driving down the highway and say, what are these financial guys talking about? Yep. Just stop a second and think practically. Mm-hmm. That That's exactly what we're talking about. And we're not uh, downgrading the Acuras or the Teslas of the world. Oh, they, absolutely not. They are absolutely cool yeah. and they may be exactly what you need if you can afford it. Right. So today on the show of the Advisors Roundtable, we're going to talk about some advice points that we use from time to time with people that initially they go, what are you talking about? Here on the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk Radio with Certified Financial Planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. So Bubba, we're talking about uh, some advice points we give from time to time that that initially uh, people are taken back with, or sometimes they look at you like, you're full of you-know-what if you think I'm going to do that. So we're going to divide them up in two or three categories here. Okay. Number one is gifting. All right. Now, I know that you know people who are involved with charitable organizations mm-hmm. and churches and synagogues around the world, they're always running into this, you know, trying yeah. to talk you into giving your tithe and gifting, that sort of thing. And when I say gifting, most of the time in this part of the world, that's what people think, mm-hmm. right? But there are a number of other methods of gifting that from time to time you bring up. Sure. And initially, do they get uh, buy-in, or do people kind of push back when you start talking gifting? Well, I, I guess it would depend on if, if you're receiving the gift or giving the gift. Yeah, absolutely. Right. If you're receiving it, yeah, bring it on. Hey, yeah. if Phil wants yeah. to give me, I'm yeah. all for it. Bring it on. You want me to yeah. give to Phil? Right. You better convince me. Yeah. Right? All right, so initially, it's about which end of the gift you're on. Right. Uh, secondly, it's what's being gifted. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about two or three times you would suggest gifting. Uh, let's say Phil, our executive producer over there, you know, when he was 30 years old, he got this wild hair and realized that, you know, cable television and Walmart and a bunch of other things are changing the world. I think I'm going to buy some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So he calls up his stockbroker and he he bought some of those uh, revolutionary companies sure. 30 or 40 years ago. You think he's made any money? I think he has. Okay. You think his stock has gone up in value? Uh, exponentially. All right. So let's say that he averaged paying $20 a share for his stock. Now okay. it's worth 100 a- After splits? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. maybe more than that. But yeah. I'm just going to make okay. the math. All right. So e- easy math. He's got an $80 gain. He got an $80 gain. Yeah. And he comes and meets with you and you say, uh, Phil, what are you going to do with this stock? And he said, oh, I'm just going to sit there and watch it. Mm-hmm. I like to watch it fester. Right. Yeah, It's just growing and mm-hmm. I really don't need it. And, you know, I, I, it makes me feel good. It's kind of yeah. like that mm-hmm. lady that had $100,000 in the bank. Right. Helps me sleep at night. Mm-hmm. And you said, yeah, but you got those nephews that you really love mm-hmm. here. Why don't you gift a little to them? Right. What? Is that basically what he would probably say in and most probably cases? Probably so. Uh-huh. Or, or in some cases, I would say, uh, you know, Phil, I know that you go to, to X church, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you've got certain uh, organizations that you like to benefit. Cancer Society, Lighthouse. Boys and Girls Club. Boys whatever. and Girls, whatever, okay. right? All right. And I would say, you know, you're, you're writing checks to those organizations on a regular basis, and he would every stick year. his chest out and say, "Yes, I am." That's right. He's I like pr- supporting those places. He does. And then my next question would be, how would you feel if we did that in a more tax efficient manner? 
Oh, now maybe he starts listening. Now he starts listening. Uh-huh. And he says, well, well, Bubba, what do you mean uh-huh. more tax efficient? You're speaking my I language. don't know if it does, if it gets more tax efficient than this. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving a donation to these organizations, and I'm taking it off on my taxes. Yeah. I yeah. said, yeah, that's all well and good. Mm-hmm. But the money that you're giving to these organizations mm-hmm. is typically out of your income and already been taxed, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you give it to them, and then you take a tax deduction. Right. Phil, you've got this stock over here that has a gain on it. Yeah, you paid twenty; it's worth a hundred. You got an eighty-dollar yeah. gain. And if you were to sell that stock, you've you've got an eighty-dollar gain. Yes, sir. Right. However, Phil, if you were to give that stock to your church or charitable organization, mm-hmm. then maybe you wouldn't you would not have to pay the capital gain on that. Uh-huh. So you've just saved yourself potentially fifteen twenty percent tax. Yeah. on something, yeah. benefited an organization that you were going to benefit anyway, and yeah. you still get to take the deduction. Ah, absolutely. Now what happens in most cases when you explain this to the Phil's of the world? Well, they say, well, Bubba, why didn't you tell me this earlier? <laughs> and I say, Phil, you weren't a client earlier. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And quite actually, yeah. that, that is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything you just said, we right. live it just about every week, don't right. we? Mm-hmm. Because when we're doing full financial planning with people, we're looking at their charitable right. stuff. Mm-hmm. We're looking at their tax return. We're looking at their intent. We're looking at their personality. We're looking at their goals mm-hmm. and what they want to do to help the world and how much they have and what they bought the stock at. And there's a lot of things that go into the particulars of making this decision, right? right. Mm-hmm. And as you saw it, based on your experience, you're like, He's already writing checks for five or ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year, but there's a better way to do it. Sure, we could save him ten, fifteen, twenty percent in tax, and the organizations—they're mm-hmm. not going to manage an investment portfolio. As soon as you move that stock over to them, they're going to do what? They're going to sell it immediately and take the cash and put it in their operating fund, unless it's designed for uh, like, an like an endowment, right? right? Right. But uh, generally speaking, they're going to take whatever you gift to them, that, that stock, for instance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to be sold. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because they're a charitable organization, they don't have to pay tax on it. All right. So now it game. sounds to me like this is a game for pretty wealthy people. Um, I would say that it's a game for individuals who have highly appreciated securities. Okay. And um, do your wealthy people write many checks to charities? Uh, if I can help it, I don't have them write any checks to charities. Because let, let me say that again. Yeah. If I can help it, uh, wealthy individuals, wealthy clients, I don't want them writing a check out of their personal savings account to charities. You'd rather them gift. In most cases, I'd rather them gift a highly appreciated asset. All right. So I also want people who are driving down the road hearing this to picture the numbers in their mind. Mm -hmm. So let's say that when Phil paid $20 a share for his stock Mm -hmm. back 30 years ago, let's say he had $10,000. Okay. Okay. So that means he bought 500 shares, Mm -hmm. right? Right. He has $10,000 invested Mm -hmm. in this stock, 500 shares at 20 bucks a share. Yep. Now, now, I know it, we've gotten splits, and he's probably mm-hmm. reinvested his dividends and all that technical stuff, but we're going to make the math easy. We're going to say he's still got only 500 shares. All right. But they're worth $100. Mm-hmm. So that now $100 a share times 500 is 50 grand. That's right. 
He put in ten grand. He's got fifty grand. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have more than that. Right. But we're just making the math easy. Mm-hmm. All right. When he tells you, I usually give five thousand. I usually write a check for five thousand dollars a year to St. Jude, mm-hmm. and you tell him, don't do that anymore. Right. What are you wanting him to do this year? I want him to gift shares to St. Jude. So five thousand mm-hmm. dollars at a hundred dollars a share. You're asking him to give 50 shares. Right. All right. So he's going to have 450 shares Mm -hmm. at the end of this, still worth $100, which is Mm $45,000 worth of his stock left Mm -hmm. because he gave 5,000 of it away. That's right. He's still nowhere near giving his money. That's right. Because his money was what? Mm -hmm. 10 grand. He's he's playing out of the house money. Mm Mm-hmm. Huh? That's right. Am I explaining that correctly? That, absolutely correctly. Now, let's say, for instance, that um, that Phil, for whatever reason, said, I've got to own 500 shares. Okay. Nothing says that he can't go back out on the open market and buy it back. Uh, now, he may have to pay the $100. He would, he would have to pay whatever the going rate for the stock was. Right. He would still have his uh, 500 shares. Mm-hmm. But the gift that he gave was a tax-efficient gift. It was tax-deductible, yeah. right? And he was going to spend five grand anyway. He wasn't was going to spend five grand anyway. So this way, instead of sending the five mm-hmm. grand in cash to St. Jude, we took the five grand and did what with it? We bought him some stock. That's right. And tried to increase him and get. And you'd say, many people listening go, "Why in the world is five hundred so special to him?" Mm-hmm. He's on 500 shares for the last 30 years. Right. Guess what he's gotten used to? 500 mm-hmm. shares worth of what? Dividends. That's right. So he's gotten used to the same check coming mm-hmm. in every quarter, and Bubba just talked him into giving away 50 of his shares. Mm-hmm. Guess what's going to happen next quarter if he doesn't buy any shares back? His dividend check goes down. He's going to get a smaller check. Yeah. And he may say, Bubba, I don't want that to happen. Well, you had some cash over here you were going to give away. Mm-hmm. We're just going to reallocate the cash in another way. Keep your dividend check pretty close to the same and give away so you don't have to pay capital gains. That's right. Was that too complicated? Well, not to me because we do it every day. <laughs> but I think we pretty well explained yeah. it to somebody sitting at the red light in, mm-hmm. in Verona. Right. Right? And when they hear this, they think, you know, I could probably do that. Mm-hmm. I've got a, got a great aunt who does that. Right. Uh, and probably just as quickly as we explained it on the radio, we can explain it to your great aunt mm-hmm. and have this happening. All we have to do is just make sure that the charity has a brokerage account, right? Well, and, and on top of that, you, you think about if you give individuals the option to give money to charities in multiple ways, mm-hmm. maybe the charity would get more money. Or more funds, right? I think you're right. I think you're right. Because sometimes, especially close to the end of my life, on my Mm -hmm. deathbed, I may say, write the check and give them the shares. Mm -hmm. Huh? That's right. Or just double what I'm giving Mm -hmm. away. And I'll tell you this. It's one of the things I always say to people, and I've told my kids, you know, supposedly I'm doing what's right. My daddy taught me where I only mm-hmm. live on 90% of what I make, mm-hmm. so 10%'s going away. Guess what? When I croak, you're only getting 90% That's of right. it. That's mm-hmm. right. 
If I haven't done good enough for you to be able mm-hmm. to survive on 90% of what I have, yeah. 100% is only going to get you deeper in trouble. Right. Huh? Uh, and if you have the inclination to give in the beginning, you were writing the checks in the beginning, we're just talking about a different, more efficient way mm-hmm. uh, to do it. Now, that's giving to charities. We're going to go to a break, and when we come back, there are two or three other ways we can talk about giving here on the Advisors Roundtable, Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus here uh, talking about some uh, uh, different ways to uh, plan and to think, and we're talking about gifting today. So, Bubba, we talked about gifting appreciated stock. Um, how much can any one individual give away without having to declare it on a gift tax return, or if I'm the recipient, I have to claim it on my tax return? All right, so you're, you're asking a couple of different questions there, and I don't know if you, you intended to I do did. that. All right. Um, so I'm going to talk about giving money to an individual. Yep. Let's say that I've got a favorite nephew that I want to give money to. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, presently, I can give that nephew fifteen thousand dollars a year. Okay. Without filing a gift tax return. And he doesn't have to f- claim it on his. And tax. he doesn't have to claim it. All right. What if you're married and your wife equally loves him? Well, if she equally loves him, then we can each give $15,000. So this nephew gets $30,000. What if he's married and you like her and she, you want to give to her? Then we can give another $30,000, so a total of $60,000. So you and your wife could mm-hmm. give $60,000. To benefit one couple. One couple mm-hmm. every year, mm-hmm. and you don't have to do anything officially, and he or she doesn't have to do That's anything. correct. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of people out there who are listening to us. and So good old Uncle Joe out there, yeah. Yeah, you you need to go be nice yeah. to Uncle Joe is all I got to right. say to you. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're giving to me. That's right. $15,000 a year. Mm-hmm. I'm receiving $15,000 a year. Um, why would you want to do that? Well, uh, for a number of reasons. Uh, primarily, let's say that you, you did those investments years ago, like Phil did, mm-hmm. have done really well working, saving money, building up a net worth, and now you've got a net worth that's over a certain limit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that limit could be taxed upon your death. Ah, yeah, that's right. And it changes all the time. It so does. Really, and yeah. right now it's like $11 million. So not very many people in Mississippi right. and Alabama are that concerned with it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it used to only be $600,000 when I first got in right. this in, in this industry. And they keep playing with it at mm-hmm. Congress, and it's just a weird football let, that they kick let around. Let me tell you um, something, uh, and, and this is something that we used to have to be really careful with, mm-hmm. not so much anymore because the, the limit has been increased. Mm-hmm. Life insurance. Okay. So back when the the limit was six hundred thousand dollars, and you had a half a million dollar life insurance policy, uh-huh. and you died, all uh-huh. of a sudden that life insurance was included in your estate, uh-huh. and then you may have a two hundred thousand dollar house. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you've got a hundred thousand dollars above the taxable li- or you know estate limit, mm-hmm. right? That could have been taxed at around fifty percent. Yeah. Yeah. And even now, yeah. it, over $11 million, it's still a big number. Right. The taxable amount mm-hmm. is still a big number. So a lot of people are, are doing some cool uh, planning with that. But if you're nowhere near that, mm-hmm. if, you know, you've, but you've been fairly successful, and there are a number of people who are listening to us who are single, mm-hmm. or maybe they've never married, 
or you know they divorced that person 30 years ago and they finally gotten themselves on their feet yeah. and uh, you know started to love people again they realize yeah. they like mm-hmm. their nephew you know I tell you what I see a lot of times uh, somebody who's been successful in their life and mm-hmm. they've got what I would consider to be a sizable estate mm-hmm. and you know a number of what I would refer to as beneficiaries children grandchildren mm-hmm. that sort of thing mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um Many times what I'll see is an individual who wants to go ahead and start gifting now for a couple of reasons. Number one, the children and grandchildren could use it, right? Yeah. Pay for college, mm-hmm. pay for mm-hmm. homes, et cetera, et cetera. Right. By the way, Phil, I have two in college. If you want to start giving now, you can just, right. you know, I'll give you Social Security numbers later. So the, the other thing that I see sometimes is, and I, I would probably be this way, mm-hmm. if I were to be you know, very wealthy and I, and I had gifting on my mind and wanted to gift to family members mm-hmm. and that sort of thing, I would want to see how they reacted and used the money. Uh, so it's, it's almost like a dry run. You give them a little bit of money before I croak and they get the whole, whole enchilada, right? Yeah, because if they don't do well with mm-hmm. the 50 grand, right. how are they going to do well with the half million? Right. Is that what you're thinking? And I might want to tie it up a little bit and put some strings on the half million. Oh, yeah. 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 So I see there are two or three reasons here to give it mm-hmm. away. First of all, practically, maybe somebody a few years younger than I, who's still struggling with the beginning stages of adulthood, could use it. But secondly, I could use the information about right. how they're using it. Because if I give them this $15,000 and I intend for them to pay their credit cards off, mm-hmm. Or I told them, hey, I've heard you talking, and you got those really, really nagging college loans mm-hmm. still hanging out there. Go pay this off. Right. And I give them fifteen grand, and then a year later, I hear that they still got the college loans, mm-hmm. and they went and bought a jet ski. Yep. Hmm. But think of the fun they had on the jet oh, ski. Oh, yes, they did. Yeah. Think of the fun that I had earning that money mm-hmm. that I gave to them for a specific reason. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's good for me to do a little mm-hmm. investigating now. Now, not to say I want to totally control their lives from the grave one of these mm-hmm. days, but on the other hand, don't I have a responsibility to be a good steward with what I've been blessed with? Absolutely. I don't want to blow it. Right. And I don't want you to blow it either when mm-hmm. I give it to you, especially if I gave yeah. it to you for a specific purpose. Hey, Bubba, I've heard your wife mm-hmm. talking about these nagging college loans. I want to help you out mm-hmm. here. And you bought a jet ski? Right. I mean, right. So th- there are a number of practical reasons that we would be giving, right? Right. So we can save a little on taxes. We can save on appreciated securities. We can ch- help mm-hmm. out charities and organizations. We can help people who are struggling. We can realize how they're going to handle it before we mm-hmm. really give them more than maybe they can handle. Sure. That's all good. Really good information to have and good reasons to give. Now, are there other reasons that somebody would want to give away? Here, I want to throw one at you. And, and this is one I hardly ever see used, but one that is a really cool planning tool. Let's say that gra- Grandma comes to you and says, you know what? I bought a whole lot more than 500 shares mm-hmm. back there at $20. And I got a whole lot more than 50 grand saved up. Mm-hmm. And I want to help out with your kid's college. And Bubba's thinking, man, that's awesome. Only problem is my Bring oldest. Bring it on, Grandma. <laughs> yeah. Only, only problem is my oldest child is what, 13 or 14 years mm-hmm. old? 
Huh? Yep. He's still a few years away. What do we do? There's a thing called superfunding a 529 plan. Right. Mm-hmm. So that $15,000 that we said you could give, yep. you can take five years worth of that mm-hmm. and give it at one time if you put it in a five year in a 529 plan. That's right. Now, you can't do the 15000 for the next four years. I mean, mm-hmm. you're just basically super funding. Right. You're, you're front loading yeah. this, this thing. But you know how much 15000 times five is? seventy five grand. And if grandmother's married... No, granddaddy can give seventy five grand to the same account as well. Yeah. So if they want to front load five twenty nine plans for grandkids, you know they can knock out one hundred and fifty thousand dollars from yes. their estate. Yes, they could. and put it into their grandkids' name and, and fund their college. Yep, yep, they can do it. Mm-hmm. First of all, they have the satisfaction of knowing they basically paid for college, right? Because yeah, if somebody gives you if gives your son one hundred and fifty mm-hmm. grand in his five twenty nine plan today, yeah. and he's fourteen years old, mm, as smart as he is, yeah, we've probably covered college by sure. the time he gets to be eighteen or nineteen. That's right. That's pretty good. Secondly, we got one hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of assets and or cash and or taxability mm-hmm. at a grandma and gran- grandpa's estate mm-hmm. today. Sure. So maybe that could help them out. Uh, Secondly, there's this, or thirdly, there's just this great satisfaction mm-hmm. in knowing that you've just checked off a big to-do. Right. I mean, a lot of people on their bucket list, they have get out of debt, mm-hmm. save up money, be able to afford my own retirement, be able to take care of myself until I croak so I'm no, not a burden on mm-hmm. anybody else. And some people have it on their list to be able to make sure my kids and progeny can go to college. Right. Boom, we took care of it in one mm-hmm. check. Yep. Great way to give. Mm-hmm. And it's a great vehicle to be able to do it that the tax code allows you to do. I don't know if very many people in this part of the world know that they can mm-hmm. do that, but you can super fund by doing the five year thing yeah. uh, into a five year, uh, into a 529. It, uh, it's one of the few ways that you and I yeah. use 529, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so giving. Giving's a major thing. While we're think talking about. about college, you know, another way that you can do it is in Mississippi, especially. There's a prepaid yes. college tuition, yep. yep, and you can prepay college tuition and and do it as a lump sum. You can uh, for those individuals. Yeah, I had to pay it out for my kids by the month. Mm-hmm. You know, over a ten or fifteen year period. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, if, if Grandma if she wants to just stroke that check. Uh, as I said, I've got some fi- uh, some uh, mm-hmm. social security numbers that I could share right. with people, mm-hmm. and, and you know they would be really mm-hmm. uh, appreciative recipients. Uh, so giving is is a major thing that we want to talk to people about. That initially, when you bring it up, they really don't think they like that. Mm-hmm. But then when you explain all the benefits, sure, yeah, maybe I do want to think about that. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple other things we want to talk about as we're up against this break on Super Talk at the Advisors Roundtable uh, that uh, maybe you haven't thought about or maybe somebody hasn't plain- explained it to you in the right way. Right here on Super Talk at the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you. And Bubba, we're talking about uh, some kind of off-the-wall or different uh points of planning advice and sometimes that initially when you bring them up the the client's eyes bug out and they say what are you talking about and why would you bring that up we talked at length about giving 
Uh, here's one, a Roth conversion. Now, do, initially, doesn't a Roth conversion or, or converting to a Roth, all, all those things we're going to talk mm-hmm. about in a second, doesn't that mean I have to pay tax, Bubba? It does. Well, why would you ever suggest I pay tax? Uh, there may be a number of reasons that I would suggest you pay tax. You know that's like somewhere written in the Bible, I ain't supposed to pay tax. I know. I know. Quite actually, it's written there. You're supposed yeah. to render to Caesar what Caesar's. And so, yeah. yeah, you ought to pay a mm-hmm. little. But So we're trying to do it in the right way, huh? Right. Okay, so explain yourself. All right, I'm going to explain myself. I'm going I'm to use Phil as an example. Okay. okay? Our executive producer uh, sitting over yeah. here saying, me? Pay yeah. tax? Okay. Phil's got a $100,000 IRA sitting over there. Okay. Right? Yeah. And Phil's my dad in this in- instance. Okay. And I'm a hotshot lawyer who's making boo coodles of money or a, a, a doctor or, or whatever. And I'm in a high tax bracket. And let's say Phil is over 70 and right. he's in a lower than you tax bracket. That's right. Because you're making a half million dollars mm-hmm. a year and you're in a high tax yeah. bracket and he's in a low tax bracket. And he's making $40,000 a year. Okay. All right. All right. So I would, I would consult with Phil and tell Phil... Look, you know, good old Bubba over here, he's, mm-hmm. he's knocking them dead, doing great, making a lot of money, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But you're not in the greatest of health, mm-hmm. and you're not going to live forever. Right. And one of these days, when you die, uh-huh. all of that IRA is going to be taxable to your son Bubba. So somebody's going to have to pay tax on IRA. Somebody's going to have to pay tax Whether on Whether he, Phil, mm-hmm. or you, son Bubba, somebody's yep. going to have to pay it. Yep. All right, I so, see where you're going with so it. So I would say, all right, Daddy Warbucks, Phil over here, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and begin a plan where you start uh, paying a portion of the tax and converting to a Roth IRA on a regular basis, right, so on what an annual basis? What we're meaning is we took a regular IRA, mm-hmm. $100,000 yep. here, that's going to be completely taxable one day. Right. You go ahead and pay the tax on some of it. That's right. Now, at Phil's rate. Mm-hmm. And put it in a Roth account. Correct. That won't have tax owed on it later on because you mm-hmm. get credit for having paid the tax you deposited right. after you paid the tax coming out of right. the IRA. Right? And if, and if Phil can pay tax in a uh, respective 10% rate, uh-huh. whereas I would be paying it at a 35% rate, obviously I want him to pay it at 10%. Right. And from a family planning point yeah. of view, mm-hmm. it's the thing to do. Sure. Now, what if Phil says, man, I don't want to pay tax. I don't, I don't yeah. want to pay it all. Would it be to your advantage, Bubba, to slip in a little funds? Yeah. Say, hey, Daddy, I'll help you out. Mm-hmm. You know, you got $100,000. let us do this over the next five years. You take out $20,000. We're going to make the math right. practical here. Take out $20,000 the first year, mm-hmm. okay, and pay the tax and de- deposit into a Roth. Right. If, he, if Phil is in the... 15, 20% tax bracket, mm-hmm. he's going to pay $4,000. Yep. Just make mm-hmm. math easy. $4,000 on that 20000 every year here. Right. It would be to your advantage, if not make an offer to him to pay mm-hmm. half of it, maybe pay it all, Mr. Sure. Half a million dollar mm-hmm. a year hotshot lawyer. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. what's going to happen when we, after five years, have moved this entire IRA into a Roth? Well, then you've got an entire chunk of money that's going to be tax-free. And the growth of it is going to be tax-free. So one of these days, when Papa passes Mm -hmm. away, 
and Bubba Hotshot Lawyer making yeah. a half million dollars a year mm-hmm. inherits inherits it. Mm-hmm. You're going to inherit 80, 100, 150, yeah. whatever it's worth, mm-hmm. tax-free. The other way you would have inherited 100, 150 at your 30% tax bracket. That's right. Now, let's now, do th- as long as Phil puts me as beneficiary. Yeah, yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, this yeah. is that's all yeah. part of that. Yeah. And before you give him the check for 2 to $4,000, you want to see that beneficiary right. form. Don't mm-hmm. you? All right. So, Let's say that that's all true. Let's go back and calculate the uh, the, the financial advantage it would be to you, sure. hotshot lawyer mm-hmm. Bubba, making a half million dollars right. a year. The first instance where he didn't convert mm-hmm. from a, a traditional to a Roth, if he passed away and you inherit a hundred thousand dollars at thirty percent, you're going to pay tax off. Well, uh, roughly thirty thousand uh, dollars if it's at thirty percent. All right, thirty grand. Yeah. In our example. Where over time, you didn't have to pay two thousand, mm-hmm. two thousand, two. You didn't have to pay eight or ten thousand right. at once. Mm-hmm. You did it over five, four or five years. Right. So you spread it out and only paid eight or ten thousand, sure. as opposed to paying thirty. Mm-hmm. Plus, you got the growth of this Roth that you said would be tax free. Correct. Completely tax free. Mm-hmm. Do very many people do this? Um, yeah. Once you explain Once you it, explain it to them, and they say, well, yeah, I can see now where that makes a little bit of sense. Maybe maybe for me to pay the tax as opposed to somebody else that's going to be in a higher tax bracket. Yeah. It's all part of the, the you know, the estate planning process and what mm-hmm. makes sense from a family perspective as opposed to just an individual, your own perspective, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And quite actually, most of the time when you talk to people about these sorts of things mm-hmm. and you explain to it from the point of view of family planning, Phil may say, you know what? I see that. Right. And this year, instead of giving Bubba a big old Christmas present, mm-hmm. I'm just going to pay for that conversion tax. Right. Hmm? Mm-hmm. You'd say thank you, wouldn't you? I, I certainly would. <laughs> All right. Now, I'm going to bring up when we've got a couple more minutes here, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this same instance, let's say that uh, that uh, Warbucks Daddy Phil over there has got a hundred thousand dollar IRA, mm-hmm. and and maybe I've got the choice as his son. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could inherit a house, or I could inherit the hundred thousand dollar IRA before it's converted. Just yep. to the IRA sitting there with a, th- a potential thirty thousand dollar bill for you, right? Okay, and, and let's say that Phil has charitable intent, you know, much like you do, mm-hmm. and, and at his death, he wants to give something to church, charity, cancer society, whoever, Lighthouse, right. you name it, right. Boys and Girls Club, uh, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It would make more sense for him to leave his IRA to one of those charities than to leave it to me. Oh, You'd rather get the house because you're going to get a step up. I get a step up in basis. And you're not going to owe any tax. And I don't owe any tax. And he was going to leave something to one of these charities anyway, right? Okay. So he could leave the IRA to one of the charities Mm -hmm. and sock it to the government one last time. Because charities pay no tax. They don't pay any tax. Oh, but successful lawyer Bubba over here Mm -hmm. making a half million dollars a year pays tax. I do, yeah. Uh-huh. So if you get to choose... Mm Mm-hmm. Or if we get to help Phil choose for you, Mm -hmm. we may say, hey, Phil, that son or that nephew over there that you're going to leave some stuff Mm -hmm. to, 
he's he's in a high tax bracket. And you know, when and when we're doing the discovery process and talking to a client, we say, well, you know, tell us about your children. What do they do? What about your grandchildren? All of this is running in the back of our mind that we're thinking about yep. on behalf of the client. Yep. Yep. And yep. their family. And their family. All right. Mm-hmm. So um, if if they do that, how does he do it mechanically? How, he just change a form, a beneficiary well, form. Number one, he needs a will so that I, I would receive the house. Right. Okay. He All would right. designate in the, in the will mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that I would receive the house. Makes sense. And then for his IRA, he'd change a beneficiary form. It's one form. One form. He signs it and says, "I want you know um, um, whatever whatever charity to receive." My IRA at my death. Or a portion of it. Or a portion of it, yeah. He may want to still leave you half of it, Mm -hmm. but he's going to give half of it to St. Jude. Right. All right. And so, um, and that's just one form. And he Mm -hmm. just puts percentages in there. That's right. 50% to this charity, 50% Mm -hmm. to Bubba. Right. Signs his name, records it, and that is a legal document, isn't it? It is. Supreme Court says so. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we have to do what those b- beneficiary designation forms say. And in this case, he got a little advanced planning and he changed his mind and said, hey, this is what I want to do. We have people who change those forms all the time. Sometimes they love their kids. Sometimes they don't. You know, <laughs> But you, you realize after you've changed one of these forms, uh, you know, from time to time that you have made a significant financial decision and it's not just about you and about where the funds are going to end up. It's about who you're going to affect. The charity, uh, the family member that may be in a higher or a lower mm-hmm. tax bracket. So you bring the, all these things up and you say, hey, I want you to leave your IRA to the church and mm-hmm. I want to leave your charity to your kids. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, or, or your house to the kids, right. and, and, and they're thinking, no, I, I want to have the big splash of having my kids get a big, big check. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about that. Right. And when you explain it, and when you really think about the practical application of these things, you, you realize mm-hmm. that from a planning point of view, and from a family point of view, and from an efficiency perspective, it's better to do something that initially sounds just a little mm-hmm. off-kilter. Sure. Hope we don't sound off-kilter here at the Advisors Roundtable. We'll see you again here on Super Talk Radio. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the 
the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Thank you.